0: to the fantasy football fiend podcast with your hosts zay and young vander welcome back fantasy football fiend family we have a special show in store for you today we told you that we were going to hit you with the information you need to know about the rookies that can help you win your fantasy championship this year as always myself zay the fantasy fiend himself along with Young Vander, Young Vander, holla at the people.
1: What's going on, everybody? How's everybody going? Young Vander here.
0: Special treat for you today. We got Bro Joe in the building. My dude, Joe. He bro, is bro. by far the rookie aficionado. I have to admit it. I will never say it again out loud, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but i i got to be honest if if i had followed a little bit of his advice last year i would have won a couple of more championships than i did um there were several rookies that he had literally pegged i mean straight up pegged from the draft from the draft from, from the from before the draft um <laughs> to be to to keep it 100 um before the draft um He was shouting at the rooftops that Justin Jefferson was going to be one of the top rookie wide receivers, even though he wasn't one of the top ones drafted. Um, He was shouting from the rooftop. I I believe you called him DK Julio Um, saying that DK was going to end up being one of the uh, uh, best wide receivers out there in his rookie Hmm. year. James um, Robinson, you know, what James I mean? Robinson, Chase Edmonds, you know. Now, though James Robinson was one of the ones I was most impressed with because he was somebody that nobody knew who the hell he was. But here Joe is. Look, I, I'ma tell you, I'm gonna tell you how bad it was. I literally laughed in the chat in our in our in our <laughs> dynasty chat when he picked up Robinson. I said, You grasping that straws now, ain't you? What you doing? He said, Don't worry about <laughs> it, you'll see. Next thing I know he got an rb1 for the rest of the year out of the trash heap because he knew what i didn't so i am hoping that he is going to um be forthright with all of his uh top secret rookie information and he's gonna be willing to part with all of that um for the sake of the show for the sake of the fans we're one fantasy football fiend family And he's going to be a vital part of it. We'll probably have him on the show minimally once a week. Look forward to it. But we're going to hop into the rookie show today. Um, Might as well start with quarterbacks. So, oh yeah, quarterbacks that we know and love. um, You know, you got Trevor Lawrence. You got you know Trey Lance, Fields, Wilson, um, Matt Jones, etc. Um, who are the rookie quarterbacks that you have an eye on, and why? You know, what?
2: you mind if I go first? I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna go with, you know, Zach Wilson definitely. Okay. Um, we gotta, you know, kind of extrapolate what he did from college and just kind of throw it out the window. This kid is ready, and not only that, he has two bookends on the left side of the football field, and uh, Tucker. And then the other gentleman, they just got out of the college Mekhi- of the last year. Makai Beckton,
0: I believe. Oh, yeah,
2: Beckton. So he got two of those already. Then, you know what I mean? Obviously, Elijah Morda, he's been ripping into all all offseason. They got crowd on a discount. They just brought in Corey Davis. You know, they just – oh, Denzel uh, Mims already, who was doing really well. Like, they, he's in a place in a system that's going to really take advantage of his strengths because even Michael Carter is an underhorse to actually even, you know, help him – in his transition on the field, and he just gets it. He's a tangible kid. He's really smart. He's football smart, and I think that's the thing about him. He's in that, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk about Trey Lance, but I think Mm -hmm. him and Trey Lance are one of the smarter quarterbacks to come out this year. So I'm super excited for Zach Wilson. If anything, I'm hoping he kind of slips in redraft because he's definitely going to be in that conversation of top 15 quarterback this year.
0: All right, people, Mm -hmm. so you hear it off the bat we got a value pick that's being discussed. Not one of the not even close to being one of the top quarterbacks I uh, been taken off the board in the draft. Not even one of the top rookie quarterbacks right now being taken out of the draft. But I'm telling you, if Joe tell you it, barring injury, of course, we got to throw that out there cuz some people get a little loopy. Well, he didn't do anything. Well, he broke his leg in game 2. I'm sorry. You know, but barring injury, um I have a similar outlook for for wilson just because there's a couple of things that i know i know he's not going to be expensive i know that it's his job to keep they're they're not going to uh yank him on and off the field and i know that he has the weapons to be able to be competitive and garbage points count too so if their defense isn't quite where it needs to be um you know that fourth quarter is going to be mighty interesting. so i can definitely see the validity um, behind um, Zach Wilson being a, a person to keep your eye out on. What you think about that, Young Ben?
1: I mean, from a skill position standpoint, um, he definitely has one of the better supporting casts this year. But unlike Fields and Lance, I mean, this guy's going to be thrown in the fire. So I um, kind of want to see what he does. I mean, he's not really learning behind a veteran quarterback. Um, I don't know. I think they're gonna be some growing pains i think it'd be a little struggle here and there but i'm i i like who he is i know he's been compared to mahomes a lot uh coming in so i i like his skill set but with uh not that veteran uh quarterback in the locker room and and just be thrown in there day one i'm kind of like on the fence with it
0: the one thing that presents a value in my mind's eye is the fact that he doesn't actually have that veteran quarterback who would probably end up starting the first few games Mm -hmm. versus him being thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about where he's currently being drafted is he can be your, if you're in, let's say a, um, a two QB or a super flex league, he can be your bench QB that you can allow to uh, be groomed and come along and not depending on him in the first part of the season. And by the time he get his uh, legs up under him, Maybe one of the better values because you didn't have to spend an early round pick where you were able to get, you know, you were able to get another wide receiver, another um, another running back or maybe an earlier tight end because you were able to wait on that quarterback spot. Um, But other rookie quarterbacks that are out there, I know you mentioned um, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Um, Also, we saw uh, Matt Jones play his first preseason game um these guys are looking to be uh maybe mid-season or shortly after is when they're gonna kind of get their opportunity i know one thing that i always look at as it pertains to rookie quarterbacks is who has that earlier um bye week a lot of times that it's pre-planned that the bye week is going to be the natural transition from the vet to the rookie um so uh, in in many cases that's one of the things i consider as to who may be you know one of my sleepers whatever the case may be but i know there's a lot of smoke right now around trey lance and around justin fields what are your thoughts as far as who has the highest ceiling this year in particular and then also from the dynasty vein which one would you say kind of fits that bill of if you're going to try to trade for him you better do it now because you're not going to be able to do it later
2: so if I had to go with either one of those, I'm gonna to have to say if I'm going for right now and we doing redraft, I'm going with Justin Fields. It is an understatement the value he meant to Georgia, which I'm still upset that we, we even let him go. What he did in Ohio State was impressive. and furthermore, like we really didn't get to see the kind of you know, him really operate in the, in the offense the way he's going to do in the NFL level. This kid is incredibly smart. And everywhere you you know you kind of look if you're looking for beat writers and things of that nature, he's already getting those comparisons with Pat Mahomes, and even Nagy's going out to see that he sees the similarities. But this kid is so decisive. Of course, you know we the knack was he kind of looks at some of his progressions. He only stared down some of these receivers, but he really wasn't asked to to do much in Ohio State because in his tangibles, what he's able to do create on the run, what he's able to do. As far as, you know, uh, extending the play, you know, they really didn't give him much to operate with other than his natural ability. Whereas with Nagy, he's going to be able to, you know, spread the field out. He's going to be able to, you know, really assimilate to the pros better than he did in college. And that's impeccable. You can't say that about many quarterbacks other than a Patrick Mahomes, other than a Justin Herbert Um, with Trey Lance. I think Trey is going to be one of those dynasty ones that you need to trade for now because he has Kyle Shanahan, which is almost it's like the same thing Sean McVay did to golf when he went to the Super Bowl. That's what I kind of see in the trade Lance. He's a bigger bat. He, you know, quarterback. He's, you know, he has a strong arm. I think him and uh, Josh Allen would be a nice one to see who throws the furthest ball. But he has Ayub, He's going to have Kittle. He's going to have my boy Debo. And he's gonna have a plethora of other, you know, weapons around him that once he is ready to start, I think it's sooner than later, because he only played, what, less than a season of football? Yeah. So he's pretty raw, but I think he has all the tools. He's somebody in Dynasty. I'm gonna definitely try to trade for him as soon as possible. But Fields is the right now play. He's he's gonna tear it up to me. It's only a matter of time.
0: I like it. I like it. Now, what about uh, Mr. Mac Jones? I, do you think that he is going to have any type of fantasy value this year? Do you think he's going to take over for Cam um, in the very near future? Or I, I, I want to say the Patriots bye week is like the second half of the season, like like around week 10 or something like that. Do you think it, it would be prolonged or how, how do you think that that will work out with Mac Jones?
2: I honestly think Cam Newton is going to get his honest, fair chance to play. Like, you, yeah, I think with all the moves they made getting in Henry, getting Juno uh, Smith from the Titans, they're committed to going back to almost what Josh Daniels did with, with Tebow back when he was the coach over there in Denver. And he's going to try to play to Cam's strength. And Cam is looking a lot more healthy and you know, years from his shoulder surgery, just looking at some of the clippings, and he got he got his arm back. Now we said that earlier last year, and obviously it played into it. And we saw we saw Stidham, but Mac Jones isn't Stidham, and I think that's one thing about him is that he puts it the trajectory. And he kind of leads the receiver. This man throws dots, so when he does come, Josh Daniels can then expand his playbook to what we know Tom Brady to do, and I think with Aguilar, uh, Kevin Bourne. You know, all the other receivers that they brought in, Mac Jones would do very well with them, but I think he's gonna have to wait until Cam slips up, unfortunately.
0: Okay, okay. So now if we're looking at our running backs, our rookie running backs, unless there was another rookie quarterback that you that you had some insight on that you want to speak to. For
2: real quick, dynasty, I wanna get every bit of Kyle Trask that I I I would get now. Now we can okay. only we can't say he's going to be a starter in the next few years because I think Tom Brady still has that high level. But similar to – I'm not saying exactly similar, but with how Brett Favre was to uh, Aaron Rodgers where he had a few years before he started, Kyle Trask is able to build on his skill set of already being an a- accurate passer. We don't know him for a phenomenal arm, but we do know him to be calm in the pocket and able to you know, pretty much tear people up inside the pocket with plays to the strength of Tom Brady. He's somebody that, you know, at least you can hold your hat to in a few years if he's well, not if because he has Bruce uh, Aarons and he has left with also teaching him.
0: That's going to be a QB that's going to be ready to play right away. Sounds good. I like it. Uh, that's one of those people that in Dynasty, you might actually be able to uh, scoop up without spending very much capital at all. I mean, you might be able to pick up Cal for a, a future draft pick right now. So. That's definitely some great info to have as far as Dynasty is concerned. We'll look at our running backs. Um, There's some running backs that are no-brainers as far as rookies are concerned that it makes sense to grab them. Uh, But we're also going to be looking a little bit deeper, again, for Dynasty purposes and also looking at uh, redraft, what running backs are going to be vital and why in the redraft process and then speaking on the Dynasty process. So, um, So you have Najee Harris, Travis ECN. Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, Kenneth Gainwell, Ramondre Stevenson, Chuba Hubbard, Elijah Mitchell. And we'll stop there for the first um, half of the um, the running back. So obviously those first few names we're kind of familiar with. Give us your insights on any of these running backs that were just mentioned and, and how you feel about them performing this year. And then also looking at the dynasty aspect.
2: I mean, we already know what uh Najee's gonna do. I mean, even though the studs doesn't have the best offensive line in the middle of the pack, we already know that he is going to tear it up and light it up. And what most people don't give him credit for, he has exceptional hands to play at the size and to play with the um the build that he has in the back. So he's gonna definitely be used in the backfield a lot because they're gonna definitely make it easy on Big Ben. Uh and they're gonna kind of uh let him be able to Play the run game a lot more, so Najee's not even a question. Etn, I think, is really a genuine situation where it's a one a one b, and I think he's going to start off as the one b. But just like the Kamara to you know Latavius Murray, he's going to emerge eventually as that Kamara type of back. He we already know what he does when he get the hit the ball in his hand, so we can't even we're going to skip him. I'm most impressed and uh, wanting to see more of Javante Williams for Denver. Melvin Gordon can't stay healthy. We already know that. So this kid also in North Carolina, though he shared the backfield of Michael Carter, which is another back on the list. This guy has something about him uh, tangible wise that, you know, I can't even you know put a, a name on or give a comparison to. He's just already a three down back. And I think you know the elway in the denver organization must know something about melvin Gore, who's only playing I think he has one year left on his deal now
0: yep, Absolutely, right
2: this back is I think you know, just how we saw uh, Jk Dobbins come up later half of the year and kind of mm-hmm. explode This guy's gonna get double digit touches And I think he's gonna get the goal line work if melvin gordon can't stay um, healthy and on the field
0: and you mentioned michael carter What's your outlook on Michael Carter?
2: You know what? I think with the Jets backfield, I'm gonna kind of wait and see with him. Obviously, what he brings to the table is just he's a decisive. He reminds me of Frank Gore. Let me just cut to that part. He reminds me a lot of Frank Gore. He's very patient, very nuanced kind of runner. Uh, but once he gets it, he's going. He's bring, He's falling forward. So I think he has that going for him. But at the same time, he wasn't asked to do much because Javante kind of out of the one-two punch was the one that kind of, you know, nailed it pretty much. But what I I can't say about him, he is somebody that, you know, Dynasty you definitely want to be, I don't think he's gonna be like with Michael P. Ron. Not he's definitely not gonna be that. But you can't say because we don't I don't know what the defense is going to do. So I don't think his skill set is gonna play to being down by 20, down by, you know, double digits in a game. But does he have potential? Yes. I just I'm gonna wait and see with him because you know he's not in a you know the right team as of right now
1: to really flourish. And see that that's my thing about it. Out of the two, I think Javante Williams is definitely the more talented, the more highly touted back coming out of North Carolina. But being that he got Gordon kind of blocking his pathway, I like Carter going into the season because
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the talk out of camp is he's the best looking back on the team. And uh and also him being in that zone running scheme that's bought over from uh is it Saleh, the coach. Yeah, I, man. I just think that it, it's kind of like a running back's dream, that system. So, me personally, I think I'm going to go with Carter going into the season right away. Maybe on further down the road, I think Javante will probably be the, the better choice of the two. But if I had to play one week one, I would play Carter.
2: Oh, yeah. I I can I can actually see where you're coming from with that. It's not a wrong answer with that. And I definitely think Michael Carter, like I said, with what he can do with the ball in his hand, we, we – we can only imagine what him and Wilson can do because Wilson also has that skill set where you can play a zone option with him, a read option with him, and I can only see him, you know, definitely helping expand upon Michael Carter's availability and be able to, to make some explosive plays.
0: Now, what so
1: God- let, let me ask him a question real quick. So what do you think about one um, Ricky? I don't think I heard uh, mentioned, but I'm pretty sure you have some insight on. What do you think about the guy Trey Sermon? Coming out of
2: 49. Oh, God, I'm, I'm surprised, man. I'm surprised we didn't get a chance to talk about him a lot sooner in one of those top names. I remember when Beanie Wells came out and we we you know he did well his rookie season, but then he kind of fell off his sophomore and, you know, junior slump from there. Once he reached the pros, Trey sermon to me. Uh, is a three-down back who's going to run away with that be- that backfield. Mostar can't stay healthy. McKinnon can't stay healthy, and this kid is—he reminds me, and I, a poor I, a poor—I'm going to say a poor man Zeke, and I know that's broad, but I'm going to go big on the show, and I'm going to just put it on the line right now and say that <laughs> Trey Sermon to me is like a poor man Zeke, and he runs so well and so balanced. Like this kid, it's like he can't do nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Like, he just – he seems to, you know, have great balance, very elusive, very nifty, and he has the prolific size. He's, six, you know, six foot, 215 pounds, and the guy just, you know. I think he fell in a draft for whatever reason, and it probably was the 40 probably because it was like a 4'6", but it's not vindictive of his on-the-field speed. I think, you know, he's going to run away from that backfield a lot quicker than people think. I think he's another one of those guys that – he is good to take if you're in redraft to take him like the 12th, 13th round, or even where his ADP is now, wherever it is, and you'll just know like, hey, I got me, a, I got me at least a flex option or you know RB three, but he has way more upside, and I think you know sky's the limit for that kid. and He's in the right system to do it.
0: So a couple of guys that may not get shine right off top, but we do need to know their names due to situations, committees, things of that nature, and as well as Dynasty, um, you have your names such as Kenneth Gainwell, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Cuba Hubbard, Elijah Mitchell. You have your Jamar Jeffersons of the world, your Larry Roundtree, Javien Hawkins. I want to ask you about Kenneth Gainwell based on my hunch that Miles Sanders may not quite be all that some people are making him out to be this year based on the other backs are in that backfield. Right. Tell us what you know about Gainwell and his skill set that may be the most threatening to the likes of a Miles Sanders.
2: Oh yeah, Gainwell is Darren Sproles carbon copy. I mean, like he is just he's dynamic and I like about him is just that he is, you know, he plays his own read very well, but also too he can do it on punt return. He can do it on kick return, but he does. It's not a waste of motion with him. Like he already knows, hey, I'm an undersized back. You know, I'm really short. He's only about five eight, but he plays to it. Like he's much stronger than just like Darren Sproles. I think he's gonna definitely, uh, possibly supplant Sanders in as far as the receiving role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I think Sanders still got that by far. But Gainwell, he's gonna add another dimension to where they can have Hurts and they can have both of these backs out there. And it's gonna probably bring bring some fits because you know we don't know how redundant the Eagles might be this year, but I like Gainwell. I think he's gonna be a pass catching specialist. And if it's anything, what we saw from McKenzie and what his role was with the Redskins, we could possibly possibly see
0: the same thing with Gamewell. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, did you get a chance to see Patriots uh, versus Washington preseason game? Uh, did, did you get a chance to see Ramondre Stevenson at all in that game? Or I know you saw him uh, on tape in, 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 in Oklahoma, but just yeah, a little team, a bit of I, your I
2: Tape, I, I, I like him, man. He is, gosh, I got I got so many comparisons today. Um, he reminds me actually of another running back that pulled for the Patriots. And since you're a Patriots fan, you're going to know who I'm talking about. I said it
0: earlier, LeGarrette Blunt. Yes. Yep. Like,
2: this guy <laughs> reminds me of LeGarrette, and it's not funny. But what I like about him is that, you know, some people embrace contact, and they don't last long in this league. He doesn't take the wrong right, the wrong type of hit. It, he's very physical. He brings a lot of physicality, but he's walking out on the other end of the stick, and I love that about him. He's a punisher, almost like you know Derek Henry. Not to draw comparisons, but in as far as he's going to get the other end of the, of the beating. He's gonna give it to somebody else and he's gonna take contact pretty well. They're really serious about Damian Harris, but Stevenson, because there's no longer a Burkhead in the backfield, and I don't think Sony Michelle, he really I think injuries finally caught up with him. Unfortunately, I love Sony, but it's really Stevenson and Damian Harris with this, you know, fighting it out. And I, That's it's what I not see, this too. season, next season it's possible. Stevenson will take that backfield.
1: This rookie here been shooting up the boards. What do you think about Xavier Jones?
2: Oh, I got shares on him. Um, (laughs) I ain't going to say no names in what league. But but I love him. And um, he actually, I think he's actually a second year player. But he is something I know everybody's like, oh my God, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson. I don't think so. And And here's why. What I like about Xavier Jones is that he is He's like Doug Martin. I'm sorry I got all these different comparisons, but to help kind of get a gauge for what they should look for, he's a lot like Doug Martin. He's not going to wow you with his long speed. He's not going to kind of wow you with other tangibles, but he gets everything done, and he exploits every opportunity. Uh, going back to last year, Aaron Jones, Aaron Donald, excuse me, raved about this kid. And we're talking about a defensive player of the year, point taking the time out to recognize this kid for how he excelled on in camp. He made it on the field as an undrafted free agent i'm so bullish on him and i have him in our dynasty right now because daryl henderson is a great back he's he's explosive he does so many things well but xavier jones is i can't say enough he gets the opportunity i don't think that daryl henderson regardless of skill set can keep this kid from not having a good significant role or being at least a two down back uh, in that offense, which is remarkable compared to most other teams. So I'm really bullish on him. I already got him in dynasty. And then depending on how my redraft goes, I might get him cause nobody's going to think about him. And that's the good part. So that's a great one to mention.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, he he is one of those guys that you can get at the very ass end of your draft with no problem at all. And Henderson has gotten nicked up here and there. They may not want to give him the full load just in general. So that way, I mean, they have a a playoff run in mind. They, they, they're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you may want the guy who is your one A to your current one B to be healthy as possible. So. I'm thinking Jones is going to have a role even if Henderson doesn't get hurt or even if Henderson um, does have a good showing.
2: Exactly, and to your point, we looked at the Ram backfield before Akers did what he did. It was a three-way backfield between Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Akers for several weeks. So they're going to need, you know, even though Henderson's skill set is going to help them, they're going to need that punisher. And when I mean this kid gets it done, he scored over 20 touchdowns even in college like he was known for touchdowns and then even in the preseason last year he still got it done and scoring touchdowns he does it at a crazy rate even in uh Rams practice so xavier jones um i'm on him, I'm on him.
1: you know mcveigh they did have that that little carousel early in the season last year when they was going between the three backs mm-hmm. but it seemed down the stretch he kind of got away from and went back to the one back that's yep. when we started seeing acres You know, be more the the lead dog. And we had Henderson had some lead dog games also. So I think he learned that that committee wasn't really working for him like the early part of the season, because in the latter part of the season, they just kind of went to one back. So I don't really think it's going to be much of a carousel here. Uh, I think whoever just take the reins and run with it is going to be the guy.
2: But I think when we get into the red zone, you know, and that's a commodity within itself, Mm -hmm. and I trust Daryl Henderson to get it done. That's to be seen. He's 5'8", 208 pounds. Do I want him or somebody that's six feet, two twenty, who's proven, you know, to do that at all levels of football to get in the end zone? I got to put it to Xavier Jones, you know. I definitely agree. It won't be a committee. But what I am saying is if you give him enough chances, if he can take at least the goal line work, you know, I think that that says big for his value because he he's only going to be an injury away from them being, you know, the prominent back for some part of the season, whether it's early on or later on due to injury.
0: Now, there's one other rookie running back that I want your insight on. It. And you can um, let me know if there's anyone that I missed that's on your radar. But what is Larry Roundtree's odds of being able to carve out a role with the Chargers? Um, it looks as if Justin Jackson is the predominant number two right now. It's looking like from camp. But do you think that Roundtree has a skill set that will lend itself to carving out a few touches here and there.
2: You know, you're bringing the heat to this uh, <laughs> to the table today, man. I think Tree is, he again, with the comparison, Ryan Matthews comes to mind, and I can see why the Chargers organization drafted him. He just has it all. He has the balance. He has the vision. You know, he has ball protection, and he's a good size back. And I think, you know, when they drafted him, they kind of looked at what they had. You know with someone like a ryan matthews but this guy he just i like you know you can't describe his style he's one of those nuanced persons that he doesn't he does everything well and i think with being coached up it will take him some time but i think it's hard to say because we can't we don't know how long you know old boy can stay healthy up there i forgot his name just as fast eckler eckler there we go yeah It's hard to say. Echo is remarkable when he's healthy. And I think he's going to – I think he he visions himself as a three-down back. He's built like it. He stays in shape like one. But this round tree kid, if he can make it, I think it's big things for him because it wasn't just last year where they had another running back. Why am I so off with these running backs? Yep. The dude that went to uh, the Steelers just now. Oh,
0: oh. Belage. Yeah, so they yeah. gave
2: Belage such a big role. And they, they wanted they him really to did. have the backfield. They, they wanted really him did. to have
0: it. And he was a Johnny come lately. They had no draft capital on him. He was a, a free agent off the street. And he and he had a predominant role.
2: So I like that. I like this Larry cat. I don't know how much he'll see the field this year. But I do love, like I said, he reminds me a lot of uh, Ryan Matthews. Not the physicality side, but just like the balance. How he's able to move inside the field, how he sees the field. His pass protection is really good. So if it's another reason for him to get on the field is that. Um, but I think another year or two in the league, if he can stay on that offense, oh man, I think I think he might be a starter at some point. If that, That's a big if. He can remain on that team because we don't know what the offense gonna look for and i think this year around uh echo not fucking around this year i think he gonna he coming back to play 3 be a three down back
0: i i think he's gonna i think he's gonna go so hard that he's gonna make it through about six weeks and we're <laughs> 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 run gonna get no. the opportunity to go ahead and I, look the best ability is availability so uh he, he's he's talented as hell but I mean, man. I mean, he 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 stays hurt. Now, are there any other running backs that you can think of that we didn't talk about that I didn't bring up?
2: Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Cuba Hubbard, man. And okay. This, you know, I know twenty like 2019 was the, the big year we remember him. From, like, you know, he set the league, you know, college football on fire with over 2,000 yards, and then he had a down year last year. But this kid, I think, you know, especially if if somebody's gonna if somebody's lucky enough to get McCaffrey. And you talking about a handcuff? Nobody's gonna think about nobody. You can get Cuba Hubbard with ease and have no problems whatsoever. This kid is amazing. Like you know, none of his tens were gonna stick out from pro day and anything like that. But we already knew he was a track kid. So regardless of what he did in that small sample size, uh, his his tape from that year last year doesn't play to what actually was going on. And for him to get drafted by, you know, the Panthers organization really falls upon the head coach that actually got to play him to speak towards his skill set. So I think, you know, Matt Rowe knew what he was going to get. And I think he's a good mimic to McCaffrey to where if just how, you know, they lost McCaffrey last year and they had Mike Davis. Now you're getting somebody that's going to take it to the house as opposed to somebody who's just going to get you a few extra yards. He could be a Kareem Hunt, and, I'm, and okay. I think it'll be sooner than later he can uh, find himself in that role because, obviously, he, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's in that Trey Sermon conversation to where if he went anywhere else, I would think he would be con- in consideration to being, you know, the lead back or, the you know, somebody to get the 1B role. He's coming to a place where no one else is going to challenge him for any reps and he's already lightening up in camp. So Cuba Hubbard, uh, I, I can't say enough. Somebody is reluctant enough to get McCaffrey or bump, bump. They get McCaffrey. If McCaffrey gets hurt, you already know that one person that nobody else is thinking about to grab and have, you know, a, you know, some some value in that backfield.
0: Perfect, perfect. Now with the wide receivers, I'm actually. We'll go through tight end. There's only a couple of tight ends, but we'll go through tight ends real quick. And I'll kind of just give a little bit of a, a brief synopsis of how we feel. Obviously, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Pat Firemuth. you have Brevin Jordan, and uh, you have Hunter Long, uh, Tommy Trumbull with Carolina, uh, Hunter Long with Miami, Brevin Jordan with Houston, Pat Firemuth is with Pittsburgh, and Kyle Pitts with Atlanta. Anything that we don't know already?
2: You know what? I like the guy from Pittsburgh. And I, I'm going to butcher his name, but Frat Ryan, Fire move.
0: I want to say he was from Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's from Penn
2: State. I know everybody is on the Ebron team. I get it. I like Ebron. But Ebron couldn't <laughs> do it with the Colts, And he got replaced by nobodies. He got outshined by nobodies. Win healthy. This uh, kid from Penn State is a phenomenal receiver. I mean, he's not going to get the Hunter Long discussion. He's not gonna get obviously the Kyle Pitts discussion, but if you're looking for somebody who can be like a Zach Ertz or even a, you know, a poor man, Zach Ertz, or even a Kyle Rudolph type, somebody that's gonna, you know, run savvy routes, who's gonna get open, who's gonna be a phenomenal blocker. And I think that's how he's gonna have immediate, you know, impact now. He's gonna see the fill uh in that same light. I think Ebron is on his last legs. And I, you know, I think to me, When he is, this kid is going to move into his spot, and he has all the tangibles to exploit it. He's a bigger kid. He moves fast. He's very nimble. He just sees the field really well. I mean, stats doesn't always play a part of it in college for tight ends. We can't all, you know, be like, you know, the one percenters. But he is definitely somebody, again, if it's a situation where Ebron is hurt, you're lacking that tight end. You're No one's going to pay attention to this kid, and you're going to be the one – that's reaping all the benefits. If you need a tight end, or if you need, you know, or if it's a long term injury, you're going to have you a tight end too easily because we know Big Ben is going to throw the ball and he favored Ebron a lot last year. That's he had sweet. several touchdowns. Um, if I had to like ramble off somebody, I'm going to look up the Miami tight end real quick. Hold oh. on. Um, oh yeah, that kid, man. I'm 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 buying some. I'm gonna he's somebody I'm gonna watch. <laughs> If I'm somebody who's, um, you know, I'm in like a dynasty, so on and so forth, uh, he is a good kid. I like him. I think you know what I mean. I like his opportunities to get on the field. And uh, oh, he's actually the guy from Boston College. Even better. Um, I like Hunter Long. I think you know McKenzie. But uh, uh, yeah, Kusecki. G- Why am I saying that? Kusecki was great. But Gusecki, good. But the organization to me don't trust him as the same. I don't know. He's not in discussion when we look at the top, you know, because with tight ends is so short, so narrow. He's not in that top ten discussion right now, Gusecki. So Hunter Long is in the same a good position to come in. I don't think he's going to upstart him, but I do think that you know because he's another one of those uh, tight ends that can block, who can handle a block pretty well, who's a uh, very versatile. Barring the, his injury from most recent, if he can come back. I think he, he's a good person for Dynasty to keep an eye on. Obviously, you want to wait to – with this guy, you want to wait to the end of the season. But if if he does pan out, you're already ahead of the you know the bunches with knowing his name.
0: Okay. So, now, lastly, but definitely not least, uh, we saved your specialty, which is the wide receiver group. Now, with this group, I'm going to just let you give me the names that we need to be aware of. And then if you don't mention a couple people that I – that we may need a little bit more insight on. I'll kind of throw those names out there. But what wide receivers um, have your radar um, uh, on, on ten right now?
2: Oh man! So we we already we already know because we are close and everything how I feel about Elijah Moore, and <laughs> I think he he's a once in a generational talent. I'm gonna go ahead and be really bold and say it. He reminds me a lot like Odell. Uh, this, he just how much of a polished route runner he is at such a young age, and I think what most, um, you know, wide receivers stumble at with their transition into the NFL is their routes. You know, what I mean, going from college, you don't you're expected to do the same routes over and over again, to where in the pros, you have to be really nuanced to really separate yourself, i.e., your Justin Jeffersons. You know, I can't say that about DK because we know what DK all about, but what Elijah Moore you're getting somebody who can be professional, starting cornerbacks to smithereens. He's going to constantly get separation. I think before his quiet injury, and I can't wait to know more about it, he was tearing them all up. I know it's not much coming from Jets, defensive backs, but the level of separation that he was able to gain on these cats, even with better competition, we know he's going to get open. He's already building that rapport with Zach Wilson. They're going to play from behind. He's going to easily – I can't say he's going to get Jerry Judy targets because Jerry Judy got blessed that Tim Patrick and Sutton got hurt. But he is somebody who doesn't need much. And just like DK in his rookie season, DK had had less than 100 targets. He only completed almost half of them at 55 targets, and he went for 900 yards and eight touchdowns. This kid can take the same less value and still overproduce and get you – uh, eight to you know seven to eight touchdowns, which in fantasy would make him possibly you know a wide receiver thirteen, and that's somebody you're gonna get later on the of uh, the rounds, and people are gonna be scared about this quad injury, but from what I'm looking into so far, he's gonna miss at least two weeks, and that's fine. That we that's fine. It's no big deal. He's already getting an MRI, so they're already looking to treat him, you know, severely as if it's gonna be a big deal, but. I think he's ready week one, and even if he isn't ready week one, that's even better. Nobody on that team is a better receiver, in my personal opinion, and that's even speaking to Corey Davis, who killed it with uh, Tennessee. We got to speak on Jamar because, you know, we got to speak on Chase all because, you know, this is the show, and that's how we got we to gotta talk about him a little bit. I, You know, T. Higgins, and I, I don't think he gets it enough, T. Higgins ball last year. He, he really,
0: really
1: did.
2: He fucking balled. And I think people uh, will look at, it like, oh, well, Jamar Chase did so much. He was 19 and da-da-da-da. That's great. They also got Tyler Boyd, who is a phenomenal slot receiver. Now, I think they're going to play, like, a quick pass, you know, um, pass game to, like, where they can kind of extend the running game through those short and intermediate passes but Jamar Chase is definitely a great, prolific receiver. I think it's going to take him a while to mature because he won a lot because of what he was able to do at the top of the route and his physicality. But he didn't play competition where, se- where his separation, as far as his athleticism, mattered. I think now that he's going to graduate to the NFL, he's gonna his stride is going gonna to win more than just stride alone. He's going to have to kind of find deeper nuances of his wide receiver ability, but no question, when he finds it, he is the best wide receiver with them. But I wanted to touch on Jamar. I'm quite sure all our audience is going to want to know about that. Um, let's go into uh, Eskridge. I got to go into Eskridge, too. Like I think this, okay. I want to go to Sleeper real quick so then we can all discuss the other wide receivers. But Eskridge is a kid from my uh, favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. And this kid is dynamite and I, I already said it in, you know, we said it in the Dynasty chat, so I'm going to say it, on, you know, on air. Did Tyler Lockett has to look out for his job. His job security is not intact, and I know everybody loves him. He gave you our 50 points last year. What the hell are you talking about, Joe? But I'm saying it now. Eskridge is a lot like Percy Harvin, and obviously Percy doesn't hold a light to Tyler Lockett, but Eskridge can do the same thing as Lavisca Chenault, but we already know that he's fast. We already know he's the four-three guy, so he's going to be utilized in continue, You know, in with uh, Carson's, he's going to use in the slot, and he's he's already better than David Moore, which we let go. Tyler Lockett is on notice, and he's definitely Eskridge is somebody in Dynasty that you can hold on to and know he's going to have an instant return because. Not only he reminds me of Percy Harvin, but he has the X factor of Deshaun Jackson, where he is going to take the top off of these offenses. I don't; nobody can cover this guy if we give him a post route. My personal opinion: you can look at the tape; you can just see it. We're looking to we're looking at how Arizona did it when they went and got Christian Kirk. They got Isabella now, Ronda, Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. We're looking at it. We want points. You know, now that we have the Rams' offensive coordinator. We're looking to move the ball downfield even more aggressively. And everybody think because we got the Rams on OC that, oh, we're going to run the ball. We're going to, you know, change our offense. No, our offense is expanding right now. DK is on the up. Definitely Tyler Lockett is going to be Tyler Lockett. But what I'm also saying is, too, Askridge is one of those kids that if Tyler Lockett get hurt, again, going to every point we've been making in the show, he is one of those guys that nobody else is going to know about, that you're going to plug in, and you're going to reap the benefit of a flex wide receiver off the rip.
0: Eskridge is one of those guys that I believe due to his situation, he may end up being a little bit more valuable than than, than many are thinking, just because when you have Lockett on one side of you and DK on the other, um, like who do you think the defense is most likely to pay the least attention to? Here's the issue with that. If you don't pay attention to this guy, he's going to be past you by the time you figure out that he that, that who you're running against or who you're up against. So I think he's going to catch even some of the DBs by um by surprise. And then we're talking about you know we're talking about third string corners at this point, or 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 safeties, or possibly linebackers depending on uh, where he's lining up in the field on any given play. So uh, absolutely great information there. Young Vander, what? who's a wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver that we aren't as excited about, but we should be in your estimation? Uh, well,
1: I don't know. I mean, due to this new injury that just came up, um, I want to get into uh, the, the kid Rashad Bateman. Okay. I think this is a kid that has a lot of ability. He's going to a team that really need a wide receiver, even though they brought in a veteran, Sammy Watkins, who had his best uh, year with the OC that's in Baltimore at the current present time. Uh, I'm just curious to see what Joe think about Bateman pre-injury.
2: Man, Bateman is, gosh, like, I don't, it's, to me, it's not a comp with him because he's faster than Anquan Bolden. Um, I think he's, his route running is way better than refined than people would like to think. Would I like to call it Justin Jefferson? I would want to, but but like you said, the injury did come about. Um, Bateman is very polished. I think, you know, I don't know what happened his last year with uh, Minnesota. I think he's from Minnesota, but it's not vindicative of the type of talent that he brings, but he's a very mature player. And I think what I mean, not only in the sense of how he conducts himself off the field, but this guy is looking to be a perfectionist. He wants to excel. He wants to be great. Um, And I think he has all the tools and the tangibles to do it. To me personally, I would have liked to have seen him at his peak because I at one point had him over like a Devontae Smith, My, me personally, just because his skill, like I said, he can do it all. And we're talking about a kid, you know what I mean, that's you know a little bit over six feet and he, he doesn't miss a beat. He puts in a lot of hard work. And I think, like you said, he was definitely going to shake things up because I think what, what kind of hindered uh, Jackson was that, you know, he had – Hollywood is great. That's great. But he didn't have a big-body target other than Andrews, who's going to command the middle, who's going to command the intermediate route, who's going to come back to the ball. You know what I mean? Like, Lamar Jackson really, you know, missing an alpha. And I think that's what Bateman healthy – was going to provide immediately is that alpha guy who is going to sit there and get you know close to 80, 90 targets possibly get you eight hundred yards and you know six or seven touchdowns. But though those yards don't sound great to the audience, that's just his floor. We you know if you know because this offense is another offense you know from I get everybody we me included thinking like oh they want to run the ball they want to run the ball. But what the tellings are as far as the news and you know things you can find from beat writers, nah, they trying to they trying to, they about to pay Lamar. They expecting Lamar to bomb it down the field. So the seeing the floor was what I described. But he could have been in for a, a, a bigger thing. But with them, he had the surgery so early on. I think I think he just had the surgery today actually. That he's in he's in you know he could possibly depend on the grade. Of the injury he could miss probably two or three weeks but in a 17-week season he might be somebody you stash and the, on the injury reserve but you right. least know he'll come back fully healthy it won't be a situation because he waited for surgery that he'll have to prolong it i think he misses a couple weeks to start the season But from everything him having it this early in the preseason, I think he should be fine. You know, he should be in tip-top shape week six. He could come back a lot sooner, and he has the work ethic. If I was to put my money on somebody, he can come back way sooner than a week five. But we'll have to see because those injuries are real sensitive.
1: I I believe I would probably do that same thing, and and I think listeners also may need to take advantage of that in your league. If you have a Rashad Bateman that's sitting there, and let's say, for instance, the whole draft go by, and nobody's touching him due to – The injury, I would definitely stash him in my IR spot and wait for him to come back healthy. And then you may have some value there. So what's your expectations for a guy like Armand Ross St. Brown?
2: Oh, man, I I love this guy. Um, See, it's so tough because, you know, we've already kind of told the audience a lot about a lot of these gyms. So they can't roster everybody, but Amin Ra, I think, is going to really... I think he's going to have a Juju Smith type year, and he's not Juju. But what I mean by that, Juju had the opportunity to come into the NFL and take the league by storm. Yeah, he had Antonio Brown, but Amin Ra is such a phenomenal... He, it goes back to this wide receiver conversation. He's a phenomenal wide receiver. He He runs, to me, it's tough to say, but he runs some of the most better routes. He's up there on par with to me with Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, like I said, he had that Odell to him. So he just out the womb a route runner. But Amaron St. Brown is a tactician. He knows how to set people up. He knows how to get busy. And I like, you know, that Goff is already establishing this rapport with this kid, and he's already trying to get this uh kid up to, you know, to pace to what he wants out of a receiver. And we already know what that's like when we see you know russell wilson getting together with a dk metcalf you know a kyla murray getting together with a deandre hopkins i'm not comparing him to these kids but just to assimilate to the audience when you know these quarterbacks kind of focus and hone in with his receivers and that's what they all do during the offseason. i want you to run this in route like this i want you to come back to the ball this kind of way when you do this type of route I want you to, you know, cut the stem to this. He's getting him ready because he has no other wide receiver. Perelman is already hurt. Um they got my dude uh Tyler with we, we he was with the Raiders for a little second, but he couldn't stay healthy. And they're playing in a division where you're going to need 30 points. So, I see him definitely t- soaking up a lot of volume. I don't know if that turns into yards right away, but to have the Cooper Cup kind of role kind of being given to this kid is kind of special. And he's already going at uh, Jeff Okuda already in OTAs and, and already in preseason. And I think that speaks a lot because I think Okuda, even though it wasn't sh- telling in his season, he's gonna be a stud cornerback. So for him to already be giving him fits, that's the beginning compared to what he can do. And like I said he's gonna be a sponge. I think he's gonna get a lot of targets. I think he's really gonna shine in the red zone I don't know how many touchdowns it's going to be because Hawkinson is, is an animal and then I think DeAndre is going to take a step forward but I love him um I want him I, how, how bullish I am again you can't have them all but if somebody was smart enough to get Elijah I'm definitely going to go and get i St. Brown at that point and I'm gonna feel relieved you know we're not expecting him to do it in the beginning parts of the year, obviously. But when it comes to that division, they don't play. And I, I think he's somebody who's going to give you
0: double-digit points at least six or seven times out of the season. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have a, another wide receiver that isn't quite a sleeper, if you will. But I do believe that he's been slightly disrespected, at least by ADP. Uh, both of you guys, uh, what are your thoughts on Waddle? I honestly think that he has an opportunity to be one of these wide receivers that come in year one to being the number one receiver.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of Waddle too. Like
2: I think with Waddle is it goes back to the foot. Like if Waddle's healthy, because he is already shown in camp that he's having a little issue with the foot. If Waddle's healthy, I think he's gonna be Crazy because the whole wide receiver core is banged up. Waddle's hurt. DeAndre's hurt. Will Fuller's already hurt. It's all about who – Albert Wilson, is the only healthy receiver, and that's not telling him much because he missed most of last season. But Waddle is special. I think – Bump, the fact that him and Tua went to school together, I think to me, Devontae uh, Smith won the Heisman because this kid wasn't healthy. Because when healthy, he was killing him in yards. He was killing him in touchdowns. Like – he needs Devontae Smith needed Jalen Waddle to get hurt. And I'm going to say it. I'm a, I'm just going to get it out this because I know we all, we I was going to say it before me, but Devontae Smith only won the, the Heisman because Jalen was hurt. And I think that says a lot for his pedigree because he came back from a, a bad foot injury in like less than three months to play in a national title. And no one comes back from a, a foot slash Lynch Frank injury that freaking quick. So I think I'm, that's not, I, w- I wouldn't draft him high. Because, again, he has Devontae Park and Will Fuller there. But I think, you, like you said, showing him respect, he definitely is a wide receiver three. And considering the fact that who they got to play this year, as far as Miami, if it's a shootout, I would love to play him as a flex or wide receiver three. No question.
1: Uh, My feeling on Waddle, I mean, speed kills, you know. <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm not a fan of their quarterback play. Uh, not a big fan of Tua. I'm, I'm not, it's just, it's, it's a lot of different miles to feed in this system. Even though they don't have the guy seems at wide receiver, it's still mm-hmm. a lot of guys. I mean, you have Albert Wilson, who you mentioned. You got Fuller. You got Parker. You got Jakeem Grant, Allen Hearns. You got right. Matt Hollins. It's like, it's, it's so many guys. So I, I just don't know if there's a role can really be carved out for Wilder per se. It may be like that Deshaun Jackson syndrome we get from year to year. We have that one big blowout game and then he disappears for five games and then another good game, then disappear for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I think a point. lot.
2: I agree. I think a lot hinges on Tua in this case because you got you got three speeds. Well, you got two speeds within Will Fill and Waddle. Right. But is he ready year two from the hip injury, from everything else to? crank it up. I know like in a uh, their practices, like he's thrown a lot of interceptions, but they're trying to open the playbook up to make him make the, you know, show him deeper concepts in the offense and get him used to trying to bomb it down the field. But like you said, it may, may as well be a Deshaun Jackson thing right. or it could be him separating himself. Um, but I think it's one of those things we'll probably see later in the season. So he's more of a dynasty stash. I definitely agree. Uh, where he's one of those things he has a possibility to give you a set of he said a few weeks which you won't be able to tell at all Uh, but long term he's going to be definitely a star in the league I I foresee it because he's the he people don't give enough credit what he did in college because he wasn't healthy enough and because a lot of the, the, the exposure came to Devontae Smith with the season he had but he gave Devontae Smith that season. If it wasn't for that, Waddle would have exploded and Devontae would be had been fell in the draft. Probably got drafted by the dang Ravens. Cause I think Waddle was that good and he was he meant that much to the offense.
0: Well, that is exactly why I had to make sure that you got on for this episode because your insights in the rookies. <laughs> Are second to none. We're definitely going to make sure that it is a regular, reoccurring thing, bro. Joe, a part of the fantasy football fiend family. For myself, the fantasy football fiend. For Young Vander, it's going to wrap everything up. We're going to take care of a little bit of business real quick. If you need to find us on the socials, you have fantasy (laughs) football fiend at Gmail. If you want to get us any questions or concerns on Twitter at fantasy underscore fiend for ig fantasy football fiend and for facebook it's the fantasy football fiend family facebook group thanks again for joining us i hope you got a whole lot out of that and hey the only thing we can do is give you the advice it's up to you to take and we out